From HR Wins, I'm George LaRock, and you're listening to another HR Market Watch Future Work Podcast. As an HR tech market analyst, I take hundreds of briefings from tech vendors each year, and I look at materials and do research on hundreds more. And most of the vendors, maybe even all of them, at the start of their message, whether it's in person or whether it's in writing, they describe themselves like this. We're a unique solution. We're the best solution. We're the leading provider of, insert buzzwords here, Uh, we're a game-changing HR technology. I mean, we've been conditioned to, with phrases like this, we've heard them so often that we, we don't even hear them anymore. We just let those phrases sort of float by and wait to get to the real conversation. But, you know, every so often you see a vendor that's doing something interesting, really interesting. Maybe they're solving a new problem or connecting some dots in our world of HR that haven't been connected before. You know, they're solving an existing problem in a new way. Maybe they're driven by a business problem that they've experienced or maybe by their desire to help people or ambition to change the industry. Whatever it is, the founders and early stage teams have a passion for what they're doing. And I think you know it when you see it, at least I I do. And there are a few people in the market right now trying to connect some of those dots that I mentioned, the ones that haven't really been connected before. In particular, I'm talking about the intersection of finding and matching jobs and people with learning. Now, we've always looked at finding and matching jobs and people as recruiting or talent acquisition. That's over in one silo. And we look at learning as part of talent management in another silo. Historically, when an employer provides learning, it's been to forward someone in their role or in their career progression or keep them compliant with their skills, but all within that company, within that employer. But two things are happening that are causing us to rethink this. Number one, we need to retain people and we need to be finding employees and matching them to jobs both when they need a change and when we need someone from the inside. We need to make it easier for employees to learn about where they might fit within the company they're working for now. I mean, easier than it is to find a job outside or at least as easy. And, you know, it isn't. It, it just isn't across the board as I work with employers. Internal mobility is one of the big opportunities for companies and HR technology today as we roll into 2019. The second thing that's happening is this this skills gap, right? We, we don't have enough people for the jobs that we do have available, open. So we need to provide a different kind of learning or guidance on learning, providing content sometimes internally and even externally, because we need to nurture both of those talent pools. And the employers that get that are going to have an advantage both in their brand and in being first to market with an approach that puts employees or candidates or just puts people first. Now, let me take this a step further. What if you helped people when you were laying them off? And I mean, as well as the economy's doing, 
the forces of change are so dynamic right now. This disruption that we see everywhere, it's so prevalent. Companies are hiring aggressively while they're having reductions in force. And when I say help people, I don't mean just financially help them via severance packages, which that's very important. But even traditional outplacement services where you give them access to career counselors and other career-oriented services. I'm not talking about that. I mean, what if you could you could give them the severance and those other services, but, but help them get reemployed faster? What if you could connect the people you are laying off to companies that you are actually helping recruit? and do this via technology and, and also provide learning and service around the clock. Think about this, connecting recruiting, internal mobility and learning with the transition of people leaving your business. What does that do for your talent pool or your employer brand or, or just your brand period, your, your brand with a capital B? Every now and then you get to meet a company and a CEO who is as passionate about their product and their technology and what they can do for business as what they can do for people, for employees, which is really what we're all about here in, in the world of HR and recruiting. And I've got one of those companies and CEOs today with us. Robin Richards is CEO and co-founder of CareerArc. CareerArc is the leading HR tech company helping business leaders recruit and transition the modern workforce. Its social recruiting and modern outplacement solutions help thousands of organizations, including many of the Fortune 500, maximize their return on employer branding. Welcome, Robin. Well, thank you, George. Hope you're well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm doing well. I hope I hope the same for you. Um, yeah, we're and, great uh, over here. Good, good. That's great to hear. And so is there anything, you know, we're going to dig into your business and what CareerArc does, uh, but I'm curious if there's anything else you'd like to share about, you know, the business or, or yourself, uh, about yourself or anyone that's not familiar. Uh, you, you know, George, I, I'm, a, I'm a serial entrepreneur, having been one of the founders of Tickets.com and MP3.com and uh, Notification Technologies. You know, what I try and do is find, find markets where we can democratize them, where people have kind of been left out a bit. Uh, I'm kind of a people guy. And, and see if we can bring and use a little bit of technology, bring it to candidly, markets that haven't availed themselves of some of the easy-to-touch technologies that help a lot of people. And, and, and we create companies in those arenas and, and, and try and build them and build them right and big. Cool. Well, you've got, you've got a track record for doing that. So, um, and, and you've been in this market for, for a little while now. I, I... Yes, we have. We, uh, we really enjoy this market because there's there's so much that didn't change for so long. And there were so many people that were kind of left behind. And, uh, you know, we started this, this uh, journey with internships and created something we were very proud of and, and then uh, uh, sold to Chegg, a phenomenal company. We created, uh, you know, world's first marketplace for internships that is, you know, the de facto if you need an internship, go to internships.com. They, they exist. We, we created an entire market. And that was, you know, 
back to our concept of democratization and not leaving anybody out, you know, so many kids and students couldn't get internships unless they had a dad like George or an uncle like George. And, and that just didn't seem right to us. And, and so we built a marketplace where all, all young people, all students have uh, a plethora of opportunities to, that they can find both paid and unpaid uh, to, to get their experience and get their chops prior in the workforce. Cool. Cool. I, you know, that's something I didn't know. Um, yeah. You must be talking about some other George though, because I'm, I'm, I've been useless in the internship, uh, department, but, uh, <laughs> uh so, so you, when you, when you started career arc, um, you know, and I, I, I think it's interesting for folks to know, let's say, the arc of, of Career Arc. Um, when I first met you, you, you know, had been focused on social recruiting, and uh, which, you know, a few years ago that was something new. What I'm curious, what what does social recruiting mean to Career Arc, and what does it mean now in two, in 2018? Um, has has it changed? Uh, well, it, it, it started changing uh, a ton in 2007, right? That's when Facebook kind of overtook MySpace. That's when hashtags came about from Twitter. Uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, the whole kind of social media explosion uh, uh, started happening. And uh, we, we watched as, you know, millions, then hundreds of millions, then billions of people uh, began worldwide spending their time in social media, right? And now we know that 88% of uh, all Americans, almost 9 out of 10 Americans that are 30 years and under uh, are on social media. And, and I thought the funny thing with the statistics, uh, that's Pew Research, by the way, yeah. and the Aberdeen group did, a, did another study, and, you know, seven out of ten job seekers that are under 34 years old found their job through a social media platform. And we thought about, you know, all these people converging from my background in technology and on the Internet, all these people converging into social media and spending so many hours of their day on social media that, you know, why not begin the process of distributing jobs onto social media? Because it gave you, kind of gave you so much leeway, George. What it did is it allowed us to not only show the job and the qualifications required to get it, but show the company and the qualities that that company possessed which today, more than ever, right, 50 years now, uh, you know, it, we've not had this kind of unemployment, 3.7%, I think. Yeah. It, people want a company that they can believe in as well as a job they can do. And there is no way to find anything out about a company until social media really showed up and made it easy. So now a company can distribute not only their jobs onto social media, but they can distribute their brand. They can distribute not only what they're after, but they can tell you who we are. 
they can show you that they're they love bowling or they're a social company or they're a they're a heavy company that just puts head down and they're just trying to get after it or they're it's an you know techie heavy company or you know and, and so you kind of get a feeling on social media when when you're distributing your brand along with your job of the kinds of people you'll be working with your eyes go to work your ears go to work right uh, you know it's funny the most visited site beyond the company's website when when people are researching a potential employer is Facebook huh. 47% of people go to Facebook to learn about an employer that's more than go to Glassdoor and LinkedIn. Only 28% go to LinkedIn. So people want to know the qualitative aspects of a company as well as the quantitative aspects of a company today before they will apply. And if they don't like what they see, one in five, right? Yeah. One in five won't even apply. No, four and five. I'm sorry, four and five won't even apply. Only one in five will apply if they don't like what they see on social media. So it's it's critical today that a company puts their best foot forward in in expressing who they are on the social networks. Yeah, it's it's interesting how it's be, it has become. Uh, you know, there's still that transaction transactional aspect around the job, but it really has become a, a uh, a brand imperative um, for for employers, and it's it's the employer brand, but it's it's the brand capital B brand period, right? Um, as as well, especially for consumer companies and 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 whatnot. Um, so, sticking with that, um, you know, it, it I I know that at the time that I met you, you were also first rolling out, uh, or had just rolled out. The, the outplacement and uh, transition services. Um, and, you know, at that time, I remember you were really focused on the jobs as, um, as an important, really important piece of that based on what you had learned on the, through the social recruiting experience. Um, and you had some exciting partnerships you were working on. Tell us about that journey and, and, you know, how social recruiting led you into outplacement and transition and where, where that side of the business is today. Yeah, I mean, Career Arc is our name for a reason. We come at recruitment, we come at employee issues, if you will, candidate issues, transitioning employee issues, current employees. We, we look at that through the lens of brand. And we like to empower companies to, to distribute and, and amplify and protect their brand. So the first thing you have to do is, where does brand get impacted, right? Well, we know brand gets impacted from the minute a human being applies to your company, right? They want you to treat them right. They spent an hour and a half, right, trying to put their resume together and put their best foot forward. They expect you to treat them with that same amount of courtesy that they treated and cared about your company. So the first time brand gets impacted is in the candidate experience, which we're hearing a lot about. I think we had the first kind of candidate care, you know, product on the market. Uh, the second time it gets impacted or and, and not necessarily in order is when you're distributing your jobs, right? 
What are people seeing and what are they noticing about you? Then how are you treating them internally? Are you giving them opportunities internally to grow with the company or change with the company? A lot of companies are, uh, you know, getting rid of people at the same time they're hiring people, right? And then finally, where do you need to really protect that brand? Well, that's when they're headed out the back door after they've given you their hard sweat and tears and it didn't work out for you or them or the company or something. How did you treat them? It has a giant impact on what people think about you. So our whole lens on this said, wow, this is a perfect arc. And we asked ourselves, how is the marketplace dealing with transitioning employees or outplaced employees today? Man, it hadn't changed in 50 years. Yeah. And I, I looked at my people when they came to me, I said, you got to be kidding me. 50 years, there's been no technological advancement. There's been nothing. And they said, no, and it really hurts the brand. And I said, why? They said, Robin, democratization is your whole motto on everything you've ever done in your career. How can we bring these services to everyone so nobody's left out? Everybody except management is being left out of curriculum and services to help you land on your feet after you've given that company your blood, sweat, and tears. I said, why is that? It doesn't make any sense with social media. They said cost structure. The same cost structure today was 50 years ago. So they got to charge too much. I said, what are you talking about? They said, listen, they have hundreds of offices. They've got FTEs in each office sitting there waiting for people to get laid off in that region or that city to show up, to train them, to teach them. So then all we did, George, is we did what anybody that's curious would do, is we went out and we talked to a bunch of people that got laid off. And we said, what is it that you were looking for, whether your company provided it or not? And more often than not, we heard they didn't provide me anything. And I gave them six good years of my life. I gave them two good years of my life. How dare they? They tried to give me three weeks. You know, I don't have a lot of money in the bank. I need to get back to work quick. Yeah. That's the first thing we learned. They said the speed, we call it SOAR, the speed with which you help somebody get back to work matters. So I challenged my people. I said, I want... I want everybody that uses our transitioning services, right, our outplaced services, to be able to say, on average, we get people back to work in 10 to 11 weeks, no longer, because the national average is 25, right? And I said, if we can do that and you can prove that to me, then I think we're providing a service. Number one, speed to job. People don't have lots of funds. And let's help with the odds. Can we use the social network to see what your uh, uh, friends and your friends of friends, who they're connected to? Do you know anybody? IBM's looking for a, you know, a, a C++ programmer. Do you know anybody at IBM? We have to immediately be able to pull that up on your cell phone or their PC and show you everybody you know through your network that works at IBM, so maybe you can get a referral, which increases your odds tenfold. We know today one in 200 and, that 219 applicants for every online job goes, goes in, right? That's a lot. Yep. How do we get that, again, down to that thought of 10 that I have, right? How can we make that 10 times better? Make that one in 10. We talked to all the HR people. They said, hey, be the top of the pile, so speed mattered, right? Can't look at everybody, 
And number two, if you can bring me a reference or a referral to somebody that knows you or knows of you, that really helps me decide. And the fact of the matter is that one in 10 people get hired who know somebody in that company. So, you know, when we looked at the speed and we looked at the odds uh, and we said access, hey, this is the access in this industry is, you know, nine to five. And you got to drive 30 miles to find it and park. And, you know, 10 o'clock, you might get a resume review. And 1 o'clock, you might learn how to do interviews. And, you know, it wasn't built for the individual. You know, they talk about an education where, where you have to self-pace. Your, your, your content has to be tailored to the speed with which the adult learner wants to go. So we built all of that in, George, and we said, all right, if we can give you access 24-7 because we're sitting on your PC, we're sitting on your mobile phone to our content, and you don't have to get in the car, right, and you can do it in the privacy of your own home, we should be in really good shape helping you out. And the next thing we said is, what about, what about coaching? How do we get coaches? Somebody said, have you ever been on Bank of America and you saw that cool little thing you click on, Robin? I said, oh, right. When, when, when they answer your question, you can do a live chat. They said, why don't we do that with coaches? Now we can give coach professionals seven days a week on demand whenever you need it, using video, using text, using a phone call if you want. Check out your resume. We'll turn it around for you with that person you just saw on the video chat. I don't need to be sitting across from them today. That's old school thinking. I need them when I need them, and I need them on demand. Yep. And that's what we did, and we built that out. And now hundreds of companies are taking advantage of that. You asked me about that partnership, George. We made a partnership with one of the great companies in America, HR consulting firm uh, and benefits firm, uh, Mercer, and, and Mercer brings this to their, you know, 6,000 plus clients now as of the beginning of this year, and it's, it's, it's really going great guns because, again, I don't have the overhead of real estate. I don't have FTEs. I have incredible coaches sitting in universities around the country, right, that can log on and answer a question or two and I can pay them in piecemeal with like the gig economy, Uberization, if you will, of knowledge. Yeah. And I, I, I give a service that's efficacy is second to none. We are putting people back to work. And more importantly, everybody can participate. It's not an elitist system anymore. It's democratized where the, the clerk can get help getting their next job. You know, because of the cost structure, it was like the clerk didn't matter. Well, the clerk does matter. So we built it. And how do we do it? We take the front end of our engine, because you mentioned that. We take the front end of our engine. We have a, we have a partnership with, with Indeed, which is a great company. And uh, we have our own jobs, well over a half a million of our own jobs from our current customers. And we deliver those jobs that are right for the laid off or transitioning employee in a way and at a speed 
as they happen and they come right off the ATS. So the front end talks to the back end, talks to the front end, and, and that's our arc of, of how, we, how we go about this. And it's been extraordinarily successful. Wow. And, you know, the part of the, you, you're, you're providing it at a cost for employers where they, there's, they're able to roll it out for everyone. It's sort of, it's, a, it's something that employees know they have access to if, if they're caught in this, in, in, a, in a reduction in force. And it's a real benefit. And now you can just buy it in a SaaS model based upon the size of your company. I mean, you can still buy it transactionally, but you can buy it in a SaaS model based on the size of your company. Nobody's got to go ask for an additional thousand or two thousand dollars because they want to give some curriculum and coaching to a laid off employee. Now, just you just automatically give it to everyone. You know, we looked at both sides of that arc. We said, you know, recruiting from a brand perspective is is kind of uh, where you say what you are, right? Outplacement's kind of where you prove who you are <laughs> because you're helping everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, you mentioned something earlier that I think is, is lost on a lot of folks, or they don't, maybe it's not lost as much as they just don't think about it. Um, but companies now are, they're laying people off while they're hiring people. So there's, there, there, there's that, that arc exists even in the same company. Well, they, they sure are. Uh, you know, what, what we're finding is that as organizations offer services at equally good output, right, and quality and efficacy, you can outsource some of your services, and as a result, you don't need those employees anymore. But you need other and new kinds of employees, data scientists, uh, my goodness, uh, five years ago, uh, did, did you have such a thing as an SDR, right? These are people that generate leads at the top of the funnel, and, and that's one of the top jobs coming out of college today for a couple of years. You, and, and, and it's got career pathing into customer service and marketing and content and sales. And it's a, you know, five years ago, that job didn't even exist. So people's needs and companies' needs, uh, data scientists. How many data scientists did you know before the last few years? Now it seems like you can't go anywhere and not meet a data scientist, <laughs> right? So, you know, companies are, are upskilling their current employees. They're requiring new and different kinds of skill sets. They're outsourcing some stuff that can be done better on the outside. And, and so what you have in even in this 3.7% unemployment economy, which is kind of absolute employment, is you have companies that are laying or, 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 or getting rid of jobs at the same exact, and you said it right, at the same exact time, very robustly hiring new people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, what, what about, um, you know, moving people internally, internal mobility, is that, is that something that you're uh, finding opportunity with as well, given you're, you're sort of, you've got it, the rest of it covered. <laughs> well, you know, internal mobility is, uh, we're testing it. it there, there's absolutely no, no doubt, right? Uh, 
there's there's absolutely no no doubt that companies uh, are trying to figure out, especially the largest of companies, trying to figure out, hey, if this employee isn't right for this job, but we like them and they like us, are they right for another job? Or would they be better with another manager? Or if they're moving from this region to another region, right? Maybe we can use them. It's a lot cheaper, right? It's a lot cheaper uh, to to hire somebody you already have into a new job than to find them in the recruiting arena. Right. You know, so we've we've launched a piloted product uh, with a few of our most loyal and biggest customers, a large statewide university system, a major global consulting firm, and a national credit union right that we've now been piloting for just over a year going very very well and and kind of bringing curriculum and internal jobs and things like that to the forefront so these companies can now create internal job satisfaction yeah. because hey people want to know you care about them and if people like your you know if people if people like your company just because they don't want to stay in that particular job or they don't like that particular manager or they're moving it's good to have a product and a process that you can take advantage of a good employee and keep them and they call that now internal mobility mm -hmm. you know it, it it uh you know it's it's smart right it's it's about competition today it's about retention it's about the cost of hiring and people consider, think about this, people in 1979, the average worker received two and a half weeks of training per year. Hmm. In 1995, it was down to 11 hours and we haven't seen another study on it because, man, it's probably embarrassing, right? So employees consider training a benefit, upskilling a benefit. And so, in your internal mobility, you have to offer upscaling. You have to offer training. You have to offer a large lens around the country and around the company on what other opportunities that you might be good for are available. It's just smart business. Right, right. Well, you have so much of the, the it seems like the components now with the, you've got the jobs, you've got the, the ability to match you're delivering content and curriculum now in the outplacement space. Um, it it seems I'm sure there are some other aspects that it's it's a little different, uh, but uh, it, it seems like at at, at its core, um, you're repurposing you know much of your existing platform and probably providing you know a different style of content and um, a different kind of experience for an existing employee, but. Uh, you know, it makes good sense and it kind of speaks to your, your, your mission about that, that, you know, that brand, it's, it's not just externally focused, but now it's that, you know, you're, now you're impacting the employee experience, the, 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 the employer's brand with their existing uh, workforce. Um, that, that's interesting. How, how long, how far along are those, the, you said you're testing it. Are they, is it, I mean, they're, they're, they're deep. We have, tens of thousands of users on it and these companies uh, that it's coming back, uh, you know, 
four and a half plus stars, they like it. We're learning what else we should need, and it's on a company by company basis because as a as a SaaS company, if you will, right? As a uh, we look at ourselves as an internet company, technology company. Uh, we want to make sure that we can create a product that is scalable, right? Right, so that we don't have a ton of dev work every new customer, and that's so we're testing as much as they're testing, right? And and so far, we think we we think this might be a big opportunity for Kurok down downstream because it's just a another of the places that your brand is is impacted. And I don't. You mentioned it twice, George. I wanna I wanna say that how right you are, and that is the brand today, the employment brand today, is more the brand than the brand of yesterday. And we saw studies, right? We saw uh, six, uh, uh, you know, we, we saw studies where 66% of employees share negative reviews of their employers, right? Uh, if they don't treat them well. And, you know, that impacts everything. Used to, the brand used to be, don't forget, goodwill is what brand is all about on the right. balance sheet, right? 20%, 20 to 25% of every major corporation's value is called goodwill. That used to be what you said about yourself, your stock momentum, your commercials. Not anymore. Right. It's what others say about you. The candidates that tried to get hired by you, the people and how you treat them that work for you, the transitioning employees that lead you. Their megaphone is, if you got 500 friends, and your friends each have 500 friends, that's a quarter of a million people one person can reach with a statement, with a comment. So today your brand is what others say about you, not what you say about yourself. And those others that have the most authentic opinion are people that work there. Right, right. Wow, that's uh, that's a lot. Um, you know, we hadn't caught up in a while. Congratulations on uh, on all of this momentum and and uh, the new new products and partnerships. Uh, thank you. You know, it's my belief. I, I I looked 20 years ago at MP3, and we said, you know, every boardroom I go into, there's no technologist, yet they're becoming so important to our society. I'll bet you in 10 years, there won't be a boardroom in America that doesn't have a CTO sitting in that boardroom. And I'll be darned if that's not true today. I know it's true in every company I know. Oh, it's true. I'm yeah. going to make that same prediction about an HR professional. I go, I sit on a number of boards. Only time that there's an HR professional or CHRO in the room during the board meeting is if there's a RIF or we're moving, or there's a large hiring going on. But at status quo, for some reason, the keeper of our brand is not in the room. So I think this is the golden age for human resources. And I don't think in five years you'll go to a single serious company's board meeting without having a CHRO sitting at that table, just like the tech CTO does today. No, I, I, I think you're right. I, I think it's um, one of the biggest 
changes that I'm seeing. A lot of people ask me about the trends and it's usually around tech or it's about uh, HR recruiting process. And I've given a couple of presentations lately. One of the biggest changes I'm seeing is in the, um, the sophistication of the recruiting leaders and the HR leaders. Um, and that's, that's happening because the function is becoming more, you know, the perception of the function is becoming more critical. And uh, I think you're right. I think, I, I think, I hope you're right. Um, I hope I'm right too, because it's smart. You know, I mean, HR is becoming HR marketing hybrid, right? Right, right. How, how, many, how many, you know, a few years back, if you said, hey, do you have a marketing person, right, in your HR department, how many hands would go up? Today, a whole bunch go up. You yeah. have to have a marketing because you need those assets to distribute those assets out to tell the world who you are. Pretty soon, you're going to have data analysts. And they're going to be looking at predictive modeling and, and tech people. And so the skill set to be a CHRO is changing too because the importance of the position is, is growing daily. And, and the complexity of the departments and, and the different skill sets required to run a great department from a marketing person to a tech person to a data analytics person all coming together in HR that's pretty exciting if you're in this industry. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, Robin, I could, uh, I could talk with you all day about this stuff, but um, we're right, we've run out of time. One, one last question. Uh, if people want to uh, find out more about career arc, um, what are the opportunities to do that? Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you, George. Uh, the, you, you know, if, you, if you're looking to get an edge, if you're looking to protect or amplify your brand, learn how at careerarc.com. That's C-A-R-E-E-R-A-R-C.com. It's, uh, it's free. You'll see it. You know, companies like uh, CVS and GE and Dell and Phillips and more are on our website. You'll, 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 you'll see case studies. Uh, we do seminars uh, uh, every month, and they'll they'll be posted there. So thanks for thanks for giving us that plug. We really appreciate it. Sure, sure. And uh, Robin, thank you. Thanks for being here, and thanks for uh, sharing all this great insight and uh, for the update on career arc. Uh, thank you, George, and keep doing. You, you do great work for the people of America, and especially our HR uh, uh, brethren. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. I want to thank you all for spending some of your time with me here at HR Market Watch. I want to once again thank Career Arc and Robin Richards. You can find more on Career Arc at www.careerarc. That's careerarc.com. And until next time, thanks everybody.